airshow and pitch black news, pre-flight inspections, and pre-flight run-ups. Do we need to do them every time? All that and more coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone, welcome to episode 46 of the Flight Training Australia podcast, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host, Trent Robinson. Thank you for joining me. Special welcome to all my patron listeners and my regulars. It's great to have you all with me again today. Thank you for your support. As always, it means so much. Big welcome to Gary Carter, the latest patron member who has joined me and uh, fantastic to have him on board. Gary just got his PPL up here at Darwin Flight Training not that long ago and is now making full use of it, traveling all around the, the NT for work and seeing the sights and sounds this amazing uh, country has to offer from the air. So good on you, Gary. Keep up the great work and thank you again for listening in, mate, and for your support. And another quick shout out also to a good friend of mine, Dan Bolton. You may know him as that Mallard guy. He has a fantastic Instagram page of heaps of, uh, well, Mallard stuff. He flies the Mallards with Paspali Pearls and uh, the three aircraft here, all Australian turbine modified, the only ones operating in the world. And they're just a fantastic sight to see. It just doesn't seem to matter from what angle he manages to capture them from. Everyone wants their Mallard fix every day and he doesn't fail to deliver and has just hit the 60,000 subscriber mark on his Instagram page. So there's fantastic videos, really good info and uh, a lot more he's planning on hitting uh, on your social media screen soon. So Dan, congrats, mate. Well done and leave some for me, buddy. Right, what else is going on? Well, up here in Darwin, pitch black, operation pitch black 2022 is about to kick off here in Darwin for another year. Well, the last two years uh, it's been delayed because of COVID restrictions, but it's all going to happen now. So we've got some 15 nations coming. Uh, the aircraft have all been streaming in over the last week or so. German, Air Force, Indonesian, French, uh, American, US Marines, the British, RAF, uh, South Korean, Japanese, uh, some aircraft I've not seen before, the Typhoons, SU-27s, Airbus 400, Raphael, um, and more, all here. Uh, the J-2, uh, sorry, the F-2 from the Japanese Air Force. Looks like an F-16, but it's not. Um, going to be pretty hectic. I know I'm probably going to uh, regret saying uh, it's exciting when I'm sitting at the holding point for an hour waiting. But, hey, if you've got to get stuck at a holding point, you might as well have some fighter jets to watch and take photos of. So that's the next three weeks. Um, I'll bring you as many photos and uh, footage as I can. I am pretty well fully booked flying. I haven't planned it very well, but I will aim to uh, get out there and get some shots for you and show you all the good stuff. They, of course, will be posted on my Instagram and Facebook pages, Trent Robinson Aviation. And if you're not on my photography page, you can also have a look at Trent Robinson Photography. There won't be duplicates. There'll be different stuff there, so worth checking out and having a follow. For those in Darwin, remember the air display um, off the stunning Mindel Beach is this Thursday, the 25th, uh, 6 o'clock, sorry, 5 o'clock to quarter past 6 thereabouts, and the open day is on Saturday the 27th at RAF Base Darwin. So it'd be fantastic to see all these aircraft off uh, the beach there along with everyone and then head into the markets afterwards for a feed. 
And the open day, myself and my team from Darwin Flight Training will be there to say good day and talk things uh, aviation, as well as the Mallard from Paspali. And, of course, uh, up close and personal of all the fighters and aircraft participating in pitch black. Uh, so if you're not in Darwin, what are you doing? Get on a burner and get up here. It's all happening. We've also got some other news that the air race has been cancelled for 2022. Now, you're probably wondering what air race? What are you talking about? Well, the Red Bull air race, of course, was operating throughout Australia and uh, I had the honour of... Uh, participating for several years whilst it was in Perth and working with the guys on that. It was fantastic. Um, but for all sorts of reasons, it had to come to an end. But the uh, Air Race World Championship was announced that was going to be uh, coming back to Australia with uh, Matt Hall and Port Macquarie and a number of other uh, cities in the in the world. And unfortunately, yeah, it's just had to come to us to an end this year but they're doing everything they can to get it back on the cards and happening next year. So there's some uh, familiar names from the Red Bull Air Race pilots. There's also some new ones. And if you want to know more about that, you can check out wcairrace.com, Whiskey Charlie Air Race for World Championship Air Race. I'll put the link in the description below. But that would definitely be one to watch and uh, check out. It would be fantastic to see. If you had to listen to my interview the other week with Mike Van Berdo, you'll uh, know that the Outback Air Race is coming up soon. Again, leaving Darwin here this weekend. And if you're in Darwin, it would be great to head down to MKT and check out the departure of all the aircraft and see them all off, heading down, working their way down to Coffs Harbour in New South Wales. So keep an eye on that one. All the information, again, is in that podcast description. I'll put it in this one as well. And uh, all the information of where they're departing and times and everything else should all be there for you. If not, message me and I'll let you know. And finally, some huge news as well uh, for those that are keen aviators. You possibly already heard about it, but the Pacific Air Show Gold Coast is coming next year. It was saying it was going to be in August. They've now just announced the dates. August 18 to 20, 2023, off the Gold Coast. It is a huge air show event in the States, and I'm hoping that it will be uh, represented here as well. Uh, all the air show display teams, uh, Australian pilots, international pilots, uh, display aircraft, warbird displays, flybys, the whole lot. There's going to be parties on the beach, heaps of food and catering. Uh, based on the Huntington Beach experience in the States. Sounds pretty amazing. Can't wait to see it and uh, will definitely be worth uh, booking some holidays then and trying to get a air show beachside apartment, I guess, or uh, just travel to the beach and check it all out from there. It's going to be pretty amazing, so keep an eye on that. And you can also go to Pacific Air Show AUS for Australia.com. Again, link in the description for all the information and uh, jump on their social platforms to get updates. As I always say, if you have anything going on, an open day or a special event that you'd like me to plug, uh, flick me an email, info at trentrobinsonaviation.com.au with all the details, and I'd be too happy to mention it for you. All right, so pre-flight inspections. Um, I've been watching students over the last few weeks, slash months, of course, but uh, especially over the last few weeks, and just 
the little distractions and things that come on and things potentially get missed. And I just want to go through a few things that uh, I find very, very helpful when doing pre-flight inspections and just every time I uh, get in the aircraft, what my little routine is and uh, just to help avoid any mishaps. Now, just uh, on the weekend last week, a preliminary report on A350, uh, pedo probe covers not removed just prior to pushback. There's actually a photo of the aircraft at the airbridge with the airbridge retracted. Uh, the tugs are hooked up and there's a lamey still on a little scissor lift uh, just taking off the covers of the aircraft with the beacon on, meaning the aircraft's active and basically ready to push back. Uh, the ATSB report is, is just saying that the, it was parked at Brisbane Airport to prevent mud wasps, uh, mud wasps getting into the uh, the pedo probes, which obviously is a pretty common uh, issue. And it was realised that uh, they they put this on and there was a break in routine essentially. And for, luckily, the the Lamies saw it and they got the aircraft uh, back. And basically they remained in place until an aircraft refueler working in the Jason Bay alerted them and alerted a supervising Lamy that they needed to be removed. They were then removed two minutes prior to departure and pushback, pushback occurred shortly afterwards. Now, I've seen aircraft in run-up bays, and I'm sure you potentially have too, with rudder locks and uh, pedo covers on. Sometimes it's just a maintenance run, and obviously they don't necessarily bother taking it off, but it's great that people take the time just to say, hey, did you know you've got your pedo cover on? Um, but how do we avoid making these mistakes and missing these things in our pre-flights? And one of them could be that other people have touched your aeroplane and you're not aware of it, especially if you've done a pre-flight, uh, your aircraft's on the ground, you've done a daily, and then you've gone back inside for who knows however long, and someone else might have gone, oh, that Peter cover should be on, and they've gone and put it on for you, trying to do you a favour. You then jump in, jump on the aircraft, start up the engine, and, of course, taxi off with your Peter cover on. So one of the things that I do when I'm doing a pre-flight is obviously be cautious of being distracted, but it doesn't matter how long since the pre-flight's taken place that I will get in that aircraft. Before I get in the aircraft, I'm going to do a full walk around one last time. Not necessarily doing a pre-flight inspection, but looking at all the key things, checking that the oil caps are on, the oil flaps are down, the fuel caps are down, the Peter covers are removed, and the chocks are out. All the major uh, items that are going to get you. So make sure that you do that. Walk from whatever side the uh, cabin door is you're going to enter, do a full lap around the aircraft. Right. I do this even if I just landed, greeted my passengers and loaded them up. All right, It's not even in that case someone's going to go sneak on a Peter cover, but something might have come loose. All right, A panel comes off. Uh, some things I've had, uh, those little flappy doors with the clips that's just come off and it's flapping down in the breeze. Um, and again, you might hear that in flight and cause you a little bit of alarm. It just gives you that extra opportunity to pick things up. Which also leads me into run-ups. Now, you're probably commonly familiar with the concept of run-ups for the first flight of the day, and that's it. 
Now, I'm not totally against this concept, especially if you're the person in that aeroplane. You've you've been operating the aeroplane. You've know how how it works. But if you jump into an aeroplane someone else has been in, um, I'd be really thinking about maybe just take those extra few minutes just to do a quick engine run up and just double check that everything's working. The main premise for this is that things break through use, right? Engines foul through over-rich mixtures and lead carbon deposits, etc., inefficient burning, and leads to magneto drops or, uh, you know, low power settings. So just be mindful of this sort of stuff, especially if you're operating in uh, conditions taxing full rich that could be leading to lead deposits, older engines, uh, older oil, all that sort of stuff, closer to 1,500 alleys. Sometimes it can happen. Spark plugs are starting to run out of run out of puff, run out of spark. The other thing as well is just make sure that you are fully prepared, that you've done the essentials, like check your flap settings, check all your lights, your pumps, and avionics, that everything is set, ready to go. Because there's nothing worse than coming up to the runway and barreling down and realizing you haven't done something. Puts you under unnecessary stress and duress and is easily avoidable by just taking a few moments, even if you do it on the run and don't pull into the, the run-up bay. All right, so look after those aircraft, keep those pre-flow inspections uh, going well and run-ups, do them as often as you feel you need to. Uh, doesn't take long and keep an eye on everything and remember, report any malfunctions, any breakages uh, to your ham C or whoever is the appropriate person in your organization and get those things fixed. Don't keep flying with broken gauges. And just be observant of any puddles of fluid or anything around the aircraft as well. Just the other day, we had a, a right-hand brake pedal went flat to the floor. Uh, clearly no brake pressure. I had some in the right-hand side, but you just don't know if it's a, a, a drum that's gone, lost a seal, or what's going on. So we elected to turn back after the doing run-ups and coming back, I lost full brake pressure in my right-hand side. Had to shut the engines down. I was coming down a hill and luckily um, I mitigated the speed just in case it were to happen. So don't take unnecessary risks. Always uh, play the safe. Get it checked first if you're not sure. Um, and that just helps you learn and understand how your aircraft uh, operates and behaves and uh, what decisions to make next time as well. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Thanks for everyone that's messaged. There's been some great uh, interview suggestions and ideas for future podcast topics. I truly appreciate those, and I will action those and have lots of exciting content coming your way very, very soon in the pipeline. Until then, fly safe, and remember the golden rule. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>